good we're back we're back we have a special guest today and i think this is the most special guest we've had on the show so far um my friend my homie my bet like one of my best friends for life we have ariana nomir on the pod today say hello to the people <laughs> had to do my own little <laughs> hello people how are you doing today I'm excited. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to talk. Period. To read the damn room and talk about Juneteenth. So it's a perfect place. <laughs> well, how are you doing, Matali? I didn't even ask when we got on the phone today. Girl, you know, you know how it be. Like, I am just happy that it's the weekend. I'm happy that I'm not working. Um, but I am happy because, like, I know both of our jobs actually give us the Friday before Juneteenth completely off of work, which is, like, really surprising. I'm like, oh, okay. It's a new thing after, and we're going to get into that, how these companies have um, adopted these policies. We can talk about that a little bit in the pod. But yeah, it's like they were talking about it too. They were like, this is a new thing for us. But you know, y'all will have the Friday before Juneteenth off this year. And we're really excited about it. And I was like, DMing my girl on the side. Like, she was like, did you? they say that we have Juneteenth off? I was like, yes, girl, they did. I'm like, we're going to be out here. I'm going to be drunk. It's going to be a great time. We love to see it. <laughs> no, for y'all who don't know what Juneteenth is, long story short, Abraham Lincoln like freed the slaves or whatever, but then like it didn't actually happen for like two more years or whatever. Uh, so the last slaves to be freed were actually freed in Texas on June 19th, 1865. Yes. Thank you, Ari. I don't know. I didn't know it existed till like college. It's one of those lies that are is like fed to you that like after, you know, the war, like slavery, like it was done. And then like things were good for a while. I feel like it's like a solid lie that's told to us on a regular basis. Yeah, I didn't hear about Juneteenth because like I went to like a very predominantly like white and Asian high school because Seattle, predominantly white and Asian. And so like there were literally like, I would say like three black people in my entire school. I went to a really small school. Um, and so like when I finally went to Chapman, I was like, wow, there's so much diversity here. There isn't. Um, but like I actually like was able to like make friends with like black people because I had never really encountered them. And then they started talking about Juneteenth. I remember in like BSU and stuff. And I was like, what's this? And I do my own research. And I was like, well, fuck the 4th of July. Like what the, we should do this instead. Like wh what have we been doing this whole time? And it's like the fact that I got, like we were talking about this, like we got no education in like high school, middle school, elementary school, nothing about this important day, which is arguably yeah. more legit than the July 4th holiday ever was. Yeah, it's interesting to hear how you both came from like PWI kind of in high school, because I did as well. And something I've been thinking about, though, is I don't even know how my teachers in high school or how we would even celebrate it in high school because of the lack of diversity. Like, I think that also could be just terrible and possibly get stereotypical or maybe we would have just been too much on the historical element and not enough on the cele celebratory element because how do white folks celebrate Juneteenth without black people 
Yeah. Well, and you see it with like the four, uh, with um, like Cinco de Mayo, right? Like that's a day that that gets very stereotyped. Sombreros everywhere, and Cinco de Drinco, and tacos, and all this other like very stereotypical bullshit that we see happens every year. I think that that's such a good point about the fact that it could very easily turn into um, we gonna eat fried chicken and do some some very problematic shit on this holiday. So I get what you're saying. Why did I literally think of like the um, dear white people like blackface party? Like that's the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind because I was like, let me just see like the worst absolute like takes of like just white people being absolutely ignorant and terrible. And like, like you said, like making it into something that's just like, let me put on a costume and be stupid and just absolutely moronic behavior. I very easily could see the Pikes throwing a Juneteenth party that involves blackface. I'm sorry. I like it. It's come to my head now that you've said that. Like I, I'm getting a visual and it hurts. It's their legacy. It's, it's, it's. I can't. Don't. It's not me. It's them. <laughs> and that would be so wrong. And it's like, oh my gosh. And the people who need that education, then taking it and like turning it into a celebratory holiday. Um, yeah, it could get scary. It could. I have a hot take about Juneteenth being a national holiday. So I'm curious how you feel about Juneteenth being a national holiday, because I have a hot take. Okay. I do think it should be a national holiday. So that way more people like us in this room could know what the fuck it is. <laughs> I have a feeling, because it's a hot take of yours, you're going to think differently. It's a hot take. Um, so I'm curious to hear your hot take. I hate the idea of Juneteenth being a national holiday. Like, I hate it. Juneteenth becoming a holiday is not paired with, like, reparations and, like, policy that, like, affects, like, instrumental change in Black people. It doesn't make sense for the state to recognize Juneteenth as a national holiday. I think there's just, like, way... Like, it, it's like um, last year when, like, all of fucking Congress was kneeling in their, uh, their kente cloth. That's, oh like, God, that's yeah. the visual I get when, like, I think about Juneteenth becoming a national holiday day in the United States is like it's just gonna end up being some like fake bullshit that like doesn't hold any meaning and I feel like it's a holiday that's by black people and for black people so I don't think we need the state to recognize the fact that Juneteenth is a holiday but I get what you're saying like it does have historical significance and so in some ways it's very important but I don't know I just don't trust I don't trust America <laughs> I don't trust them there's there's two things for me to your point though okay okay I want the same sales that President's Day gets, period, point blank, for Juneteenth. I want 30, 40% off a new mattress for Juneteenth. That's what I want. Okay. It might not be the reparations we asked for and were promised, but it might be the only reparations we're going to get. That's number one. Number two, child, is... I feel like maybe I'm going to have a different opinion than Black people who have been celebrating Juneteenth since they were out the womb. But I feel like Juneteenth is for us. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like Juneteenth is by us, but for everyone and should be for everyone. And I know that can, again, we've already talked about this with Cinco de Mayo, can get into testy waters. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important, especially yeah. in the United States, for all kinds of people to see Black people celebrate something and have that black joy. And if we keep it bubbled, then people are only gonna see us based off of how a Hollywood film or stereotypes or the news portrays us. Yeah, 
I think like there's a lot of like trauma and death that like haunts black people. There's a lot of like, there's culture vulturing, which is like very stressful. You've got like Kylie Jenner and Kim Kardashian stealing, stealing shit from black people. And then like the other 50% is like, for me is um, somebody died and, or was murdered by the police and we get to watch it on repeat over and over and over again. And it's all over my Twitter feed and it's all over my Facebook timeline. So I think exactly. that's a really good point about like, there's just something so beautiful about like black joy and um, celebrating Black excellence. And like, also I feel like, especially in like the activism space, like Juneteenth is like a great day to like, <sighs> like take a deep breath and like rest. We're here. And that's kind of like a victory in and of itself. We can get back to work tomorrow, but today I just want to like hang out and like have a cookout and like live my best life. Yeah, it's like, how do we make it? I almost said like punishment for white people, but like- <laughs> <laughs> How do we make it like a learning experience for people who aren't black? And then how to make it, like you said, like joyful for black people because they go through enough shit on the daily basis, right? Like they deserve the sales, they deserve reparations, they deserve the day off. And like, I know a lot of people would be opposed to that. Like we should all celebrate, you know, but it's like, it's not for like everybody to celebrate at the same time too. Cause like if white people are like, celebrating like yay Juneteenth it's like it just doesn't make sense you know and I that's what I really liked about last year it's like finally like people can like see and it sucks that it took like an awful awful murder and a string of awful murders for them to see that but it's like finally some eyes are open and like we can all attest to like the denial aspect of like well America's not racist like Obama got elected like it's fine like slavery is not even a thing anymore like that gaslighting finally was like no longer a part of their arguments because like no one was gonna stand for that shit last year you know how people were like posting their like cash apps and Venmos and stuff on Twitter I made like $400 non-black people were just like the guilt the white guilt that was like I was like I want it let's see how this goes again this year we're already seeing like the momentum i think for from the george floyd and brianna taylor and all of those horrible things that happened i would say about three months after things had passed like it with my twitter and my instagram feeds was like a dead zone when it came to like black lives matter so it'll be interesting to see whether um the trend continues this year i highly doubt it to be quite terribly honest but we 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 gonna see <laughs> we go see oh my gosh I'm, I'm on this point now Vitali of like and maybe it's it's the cross-cultural center and the and the, all the things I did in college BSU in my mind like yeah how do we teach white people these things and I actually am thinking like we need to teach them how their family was involved or like encourage them to look into their family lineage it's something I've been thinking a lot about this month just like they have the records to see their family lineage, to connect to their true culture. Like their culture is not whiteness. That's white supremacy creating a quote unquote white culture. But then it's like, I don't want to be teaching anyone during Juneteenth. Like that's the other probably 50% of me that's like, I want to chill. I want to hang out with my homegirls. I want to plan wellness online events, which I really enjoyed doing and make it more about healing and celebrating and, and not the BS. <laughs> Black History Month, we don't focus on white people. And Juneteenth, we don't focus on white people. Every other, you know, the other 11 months minus one day, I'll 
off the year, we're talking about white people and white history and what white people did. So I just think I don't want to sit there and like teach white people about black history on Juneteenth. I want to enjoy Juneteenth. Also, even during Black History Month, I end up teaching white people about black history. Can I have a day? Like, why is that your job? Or why why are you assume why do you have to assume responsibility for that? Because people don't want to educate themselves and just want to like post their awful takes on like Instagram or whatever social media. Like what educate yourself. Like, why is that my job? Like, why is that your job? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just like you're you're gonna traumatize black people, you're gonna systematically and systemically like oppress them, marginalize them, and then you're in addition to all that trauma, you're also gonna assign like, but you have to teach me because I don't know and I'm the victim. Like what? Yeah, I have a hot take. We want to hear it. Because when I think of this from a college and university perspective, I'll be damned if I'm in a class being taught by a white person about black history. So where does that fall in line? Like, I think I would be taking the history of my people very differently coming from a person who has no emotional connection or or ancestral connection to it. On the day to day, I understand like, I don't know whether it's an Instagram carousel or calling up someone Mm -hmm. and having that conversation. But I am, I I go back and forth. Like I'm playing tennis in my damn mind, Serena versus Venus in my head. But (laughs) it's like, I'm still struggling to find that balance of like teach and be that leader in the space, but then also like fall back, learn and enjoy. Yeah. Chapman's Africana Studies program was very stressful for me because there are not a lot of black professors that teach in the Africana Studies minor department. It's like very, very slim. And I don't know, these black people were like, we should just be excited that there's an Africana studies program but I'm like I don't know like it's just it's not it's not adding up and I think that that's like it's kind of a similar situation right like there's no point in making an Africana studies program if you're not going to back that up with hiring black professors to teach the Africana studies program I think it's like a very like kind of similar situation as to what you're talking about so but yeah I don't know also other things we celebrate or I don't celebrate particularly 4th of July this whole freedom and justice for all thing all these fucking Confederate statues and like I was telling Matali I went to go like pick up my pizza the other day in my uh in the town where I went to high school at and there were I was like in my little you know my little cute little Mercedes driving down or whatever and I like drive past this like monster truck wheels this black pickup truck and there's a confederate flag an american flag and a blue lives matter flag chilling on the back of the truck and i just like why do y'all celebrate losers like i just want to know they celebrate losers that's what it is bro like you're really holding on to like you lost that's crazy that's really fucking wild but that's like actually like rooted in history there's a group of women white women who's i think they were like the united daughters of the confederacy but like long story short they were like we lost um we gonna put all these these statues up and these flags up everywhere though so people like it was like basically like propaganda to make people still buy into the fact that the confederacy like did something and that they were like robbed of history this is like centuries ago so it's like it's very interesting how we like kind of still see that like sneak in today but like black people aren't allowed to have black history month without being there at white history month or are not allowed to have a holiday like juneteenth like it's very interesting because like y'all lost like i'm confused confused. Yeah, I I have to take like the United Daughters of the Confederacy even a step further because they did more than just statues and flags. They actually created curriculums for the South. So when we go to the South and we're having these conversations about liberation, about what happened in American history, the reason why the South has such a different view of it is because generations, for multiple generations, they have been taught systemic
systemically different than the North and the rest of the West. It's why we can have those separations in political ideology. It comes from the United Daughters of the Confederacy, and they probably changed their names a few times. So this type of impact, I don't even believe stopped hundreds of years ago. It was probably 50 years ago, you know? I was just going to say, there are definitely um, white people in the South who like are like, slavery wasn't even that bad. They were part of the family. Like they were, they we invited them into our homes and blah, blah. We saved Black people from being enslaved in Africa. Like, fuck y'all. You know, that's why people feel comfortable enough to have their weddings on plantations and think it's acceptable because, you know, oh, we're, we're just doing something historical and this is beautiful. You know, wrap around porches. We love it. <laughs> like, what? Natalia, I love your face right now. <laughs> Listen, I do love a good wraparound porch, but not on a plantation. But that's funny because like it is a Southern thing. Like we would go, my mother loves a good porch. We're Creole. She loves a good porch. We have a porch in the, my mom bought this house because there's a porch in the front yard. Like we love a good porch. But I think, yeah, slavery, it's crazy. Crazy as fuck. I mean, but we should be able to enjoy porches. I don't know. Those <laughs> fucking bitches, the United Daughters of Confess, those bitches. Like, oh my God. They, they were thinking way long term. Like we're going to write this curriculum and we know Americans too damn well. They're never going to update that shit. And so for years and years and years, they just kept teaching the same bullshit. Like, oh my God, like that's so insidious and malicious to me because like that's arguably the root of many of America's problems is in the education system and stuff. So that's just like, damn, like they were thinking way ahead. Like all my white friends, I'm going to be like, what's your grandma do? Like, what's she up to? Like, I'm curious. Like that, oh my God. God, that just makes me so fucking mad. Like, did you guys see Todrick's tweet? It was like, we survived slavery or something like that. And it was just like, why you have the worst take? Why? Why? Let me find it right now. I don't want to survive, bro. I'm trying to live my best life. Is that the standard now? Uh, What was that other thing? I think it was Nancy Pelosi who tweeted like George Floyd sacrificed himself for this day. Yeah. Like this nigga Ugh. didn't sacrifice himself. He was murdered. He was murdered in cold fucking blood. And this this man wanted to live his life. And like, you know, I I just, yeah. I'm just confused. Like America loves to like yeah. spin like what should have fucking happened as like small victories. And I, I could go on and on about restorative justice and all that shit and the prison industrial complex and how it's like not even really a win. I could I could go on and on and on and on. Um, America's bullshit. Um, but if you wanna hear me do that, you can come to my black literature book club every Sunday, period. <laughs> I found the original tweet from Todrick and he didn't even delete this. I, I'm like, why? He said, slavery worked. They hoped we'd still be here today fighting and trying to take down our own. We can prove them wrong. Uplift your own. Like the worst takes. Oh my God. It didn't. Well, yeah, it worked because it achieved exactly what it was <laughs> ruined lives for generations. Question mark. Gosh, just just like back to Juneteenth, two two years and six months later, two years and six months later, 250,000 enslaved people got the notification that they were free and they had been for two and a half years. And it was fucking Texas. Like that doesn't fucking surprise me, to be yeah. honest. Like this idea, because it like a deep Southern Confederacy state, they were like, uh, he signed it, but we gonna hold off on telling them for as long as fucking possible, bro. Like, fuck, it does not take two over two years to 
travel to Texas? No, it does not. It does not. It does not. It does not take that long. Get your fucking horse and buggy and haul ass. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. It just reflects, I feel, how the government has treated Black, Indigenous, people of color in this country. We always find things out so late. Information is not given to us until it goes through the funnel of whiteness first. It's like, that's why I'm so passionate now about like investing and cryptocurrency and all of that stuff. Cause I'm like, I will be damned if we spend one more generation being late to the money, late to the liberation, late to the education, just late. CPT, color people time is not what came from us. It was other people giving us CPT. <laughs> like I'm tired. Here's like a thousand hurdles and now catch up to everybody else. Yeah. It's so true though with investing, like, cause the, the enemy of investing is time and they've been able to block people out of investing for centuries. Mm. I think like generational wealth is just like such a interesting, I think like black people own like 2.5% of America's wealth as a whole or something like that. Um, which is, you know, why we can't fucking catch up, which again, reparations yeah. like now more than ever. I, America's got me fucked up. That might have to be the name of the episode. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Through education, like we have to learn on our own. Like I have to learn from Instagram infographics about the history of America instead of, you know, like my McGraw-Hill textbook written by old white people, you know? And that's what I feel like with, since you talked about investing, like I've tried to get into it and like, I'm specifically looking for resources by women, by women of color. And there are so few and far between. And like, luckily people are like kind of starting to catch on and there is more of that, but it's gatekept by these rich white men who have decades of generational wealth, property, assets, equity, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, that indigenous people and black people did not have access to any, in fact, things were stolen from them. Like, um, there was like the black Wall Street and everything. It was burned to the ground, you know, before they wanted to see black people be successful. We've seen it 10 times over. And for some reason, these fucking Confederate losers, losers, take their propaganda, spread it everywhere in hopes that they can brainwash people people and make their own truth. And I think that's so characteristic of America just being like, no, 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 we won because in reality, blah, 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 like they make up the truth as they go because they don't agree with what actually like, I, I just it's mind boggling because you think we've gotten this far in society because of science and history, and we've learned something. And these regressive moronic assholes are like, no, I'm dead set on regressing as a society. Even like when we do find out about history, I was reading about that the the Black Wall Street because it's been a 100 years I think that was the it was the anniversary of it the 100 year anniversary of it and um, this year and like even that has kind of been like simmered like the insidiousness of it the government was high key involved in the burning down of Wall Street like it wasn't just like these like white militia like they were like meeting up and trying to figure out like the government was 100% involved the police were 100% involved in burning this down I forget what like incident happened that kind of like snap and that happened but they were planning for months even like his History that we were learning now, we're still learning about like how like grotesque and disgusting it is. You know, even this idea that Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, like this nigga didn't give a fuck about us. It was a war tactic. Like he was like, if we can, you know, rally behind, we're gonna free slaves. Also, we'll now be able to have black people fight for us because if we say that we want them to be free, they're going to be investing in fighting for their freedom. Of course, why would you not be investing in that as a black person? This idea that you know this man and his his big ass hat was just like 
like, I, you know, I'm ready to free the niggers. Like it just, it's not true. Like it's not true. And I think like we see it every couple decades or so, right? Like I, I can't. I'm hollering at you right now. It's one of those things like, should I be grateful for the only reason that the Republican or Democratic Party does something for the benefit of people, of my people, be for political gains? I don't, I don't think so. Like I, I, I would be excited, elated to celebrate, be behind anybody, Joe Biden or whoever, if they were just doing it to do it. But there's always some kind of ulterior motive. And it's not like, I have to remember the American government owes black people a lot of money, a lot of money. Where is my 40 acres and a mule? I will take 40 acres right now. It's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Land is expensive. At this point, I will take three acres in LA. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just like Tulsa, Oklahoma, a hundred years ago. I feel like things just got sneakier. Like Tulsa, they literally flew planes and like bombed the whole town. Um, so LOL at the police. But then it's like Central Park, they had to move black people who were originally living there in order to make that part. It's the highway system in LA and that these rich white neighborhoods can prevent a highway from going through their neighborhood. So that way their property is valuable higher but then the the underprivileged the poor really which are the black which are the pocs they can't even fight for that what? and it's just even wild that like the democratic party has control of the house senate and the presidency and we still can't get shit done nothing's getting done i think this idea that like the united states has black people's best interests in mind is just like not true if they did they would have paid reparations already i feel like we've really exhausted this topic we've covered a lot of good stuff ariana did you have any like closing thoughts to bless us with your wisdom. Black people should be celebrated every day, not just on Juneteenth. Bars. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> that was the most amazing thing that has been said the entire podcast. So we read the damn room. It's been read. Right, where can people find you on um, the internet? Um, You can find me at www.thereelareelariana with two ends.com. And it's the same username for everything social media related. How can I say that more like a 65 year old white woman? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag you on uh, the Instagram and um, on the TikTok on everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will. Um, also, Wellness Online is holding um, its own like Juneteenth event. The name of the event escapes me. But basically, we're going to be doing some really cool stuff. We'll have some panels and some guest performances. And your girl, Ariana, is going to be, even be doing spoken word. So it's going to be a bomb ass time. And we hope to see you there. Um, I think it starts at 10 a.m. PST, right? I love it. I'll be yes, there. That's yeah. Right. Right. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk later. Oh, bye. Bye. All right, bye, y'all.